Yeah. Give, please give me something to do that's not watch this basketball game. Welcome into another edition of the Gang Does Fantasy Podcast. I, Reed Foster, here with you with Nick Eaton and Curtis Bottoms. That's right. We got Judge Judy and Ben's Walking Boots, two of the four tied for first place in the Marino division right now at 6-6 six and six, with two games left to go in this season. Guys, how y'all feeling? Well, uh, t- two of the three highest scorers in the league, right? Yes, uh, y'all both at six and six. (laughs) Yeah, y'all are two of the three highest scorers. And not only that, but like, you know, y'all are two of the three teams that have over 2,400 points scored. And also you're two of the three teams that have over 2,300 points scored. So like there's a sizable gap between y'all and everyone else. <sighs> yeah, you know that 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 part sounds good. And then you know I look at the standings and uh, and not so good. Nick's Nick's team is just a a train. So now that he's finally ahead of me, I feel like it's all it's all coming unraveled. I don't know. I have my issues. I'm sure we'll talk about later. I feel like I don't know. Anything can happen. I mean, we're six and six in first place for a reason. So this is going to be a shit show, like all the way to the end of the thing. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Fucking shit show, no doubt. Uh, I mean. Uh, you know, we'll get to that in a second. You know, later on, we'll do full on deep dive on the Marino division. That's going to be our main topic for the day. But as always, let's start out with the awards. And first off, we're going to start with the Glass Bones and Paper Skin Award for an oft injured player. Uh, some guys have all the luck. I was born with glass bones and paper skin. Every morning, I break my legs, and every afternoon, I break my arms. At night, I lie awake in agony until my heart attacks put me to sleep. Oh, no. No. Curtis, we'll start with you. Who is your nominee for this week? Um, I was wrestling with this one a lot. I mean, it's uh, I don't want to. I don't want to put my own player under the bus, but like, should Russell Wilson have come back? Did, did he just do it to, like, prove that he could come back? Like, should he have, though? Like, I just, I don't know. And then the other the other person that always comes to mind for me is is just uh, is just Kyler Murray because I, I, I just, I've been looking a lot into the, the Cardinals, and every time I think, like, they're really good, it's that old, like, every single time, like, he starts limping, you're like, oh, the whole season might be over. It's yeah, just it's one like, of those situations. Someone breathed on Kyler now. Is he over? Like, is he going to be able to like be accurate for the next few games? Yeah, and his ceiling is like is like basically as high as anybody for me. Um, but but if he can't run, or he's limited in the passing game, like if you eliminate like either of those from an injury, then all of a sudden he's you know like a worse Lamar Jackson, you know, or like it's just. I don't know. I don't think he's good enough to carry them if he's got any injuries, and it's just frustrating to me because I want them to be really good and i just have so many concerns but i know i'm just i'm just gonna give it to russell wilson because even though he's not oft injured necessarily he just i you know should the man the man shouldn't have come back i think you're more pissed off at him than giving him the award at this point you're like why are you even playing right now and 
making me decide what to do. Like you can't sit Russell Wilson in a two quarterback. Well, league. yeah, exactly. Well, and I know that's another topic that, that we need to get to later, but <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's maybe, maybe not fair of me to, to give him that. Um, but I do have uh Christian McCaffrey in my other league. And so Oof. if I, you know, this is my first time giving this award all season. So I know it's not the most topical right now, but uh, you know, dude's got to be mentioned anytime there's a, Glass glass bones. Well, I mean, CMC was put on IR like this week, so I would say it's quite topical. Oh, well, fair enough. I stopped. I stopped paying attention. Oh, (laughs) that was smart. To Christian McCaffrey, Nick. Who are you going to go give your nominee to this week? I, I thought this could be the Deshaun Jackson Award, right? I mean, he used to be the, he used to be the person that owned the oft injured, but. He's not really yeah, fantasy relevant anymore, but I think he was the king of being injured. Before well, I mean, he popped he up was... with a he popped up with a back injury, and Sam this week after Sam picked him up yeah. off waivers. <laughs> See, the Q tag and the IR tag next to Deshaun Jackson is like that. Just Deshaun Jackson played ends. at eighty percent for ninety percent of his career. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, his, but his I, last name may as well be Deshaun Jackson dash Q. <laughs> Fair. And I think I, if it's one to be someone that's like actually usually relevant, I think Dalvin Cook is he's kind of taken over that too. It, he's been hurt every single year, but he's never been. He's only what has he missed majority of a year once. It's always kind of like a few weeks here and there. I guess it's not terrible, but he's hurt all the time. It seems like. Yeah, I uh, I think it was Simmons who made this point, and I could I was thinking the same thing. I it's like. I think the fact that like he fumbled the ball just because like his shoulder like exploded or whatever, <laughs> like I think there has to be a way for us to like let them keep possession because of that. <laughs> I remember hearing that. Yeah, but I think that's pretty fair to say. Uh, yeah, if a guy I mean, if a guy suffers a significant injury while fumbling, like no, but then I think the counter to that was like Bill Belichick would find a way to abuse it. <laughs> oh yeah, he one hundred percent would. Um. I am going to go give my nominee this week for AJ Brown, who, you know, he's placed on IR at pretty late in the game last week. And I thought to myself, you know, that's pretty unfair that they did that. They took so long, but then they announced that he was placed on IR with chest rib and foot injuries. So anytime you got injuries to three parts of your body, I think that's pretty fair to put you back on IR. Uh, and now we're going to move to the poly walnuts, your week award. For a player that's weak and out of control right now. I don't write nothing down. So I'll keep this short and sweet. You're weak, you're out of control, and you become an embarrassment to yourself and everybody else. Nick, we'll start with you. And this can be a manager too, you said, right? It can be um, a manager, coach, anything, you know, open or interpretation. I actually just like heard you say player. Like, man, I kind of wish I would think of a player. I said... I said for this Taylor right now, just because of his just stole mine, <laughs> just being a disaster. But I was gonna mention, I'm not gonna like completely throw him under the bus, but he does have some legit keepers, I must say. Which there, you can only have two keepers though, so I don't, you know, it's 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 valuable, but it's it's not gonna be what saves you from being, you know, terrible this year, or even possibly He's that next. Two hundred points below <laughs> the next. Right. that's that's inexcusable so I, and I, and he's I been playing that. a lot of the guys that i need to lose lately so like week <laughs> in and week out it's crushing me because i go and check the matchups i'm like 
fuck? I don't He's, know this guy. He did score 265 against Sam, though, which is like, how okay, did that happen? That's that, that's how did redemption. that happen? Like, I was talking to Sam. Like, he scored because Taylor scored over 200 against me, and he scored like 120 every week, it seems like. But then, like, he had one week where it just went off against Sam. It's hilarious. And if he's going to go off against somebody, we're, we're all glad it was, it was Sam. <laughs> Agreed. Especially because he's in our division. All right, Curtis, who are you going to go with? Uh, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I kind of just, just, you know, blew my load there, but yeah, it was mostly just, just Taylor for, cause like every time I seemingly check the standings and I need, and I need him to beat somebody, his team's putting up 140 points. Um, I can't remember if it was, if it was him that was getting outscored by, uh, Jonathan Taylor that, that other week. I can't remember. Oh, that might've been, no. uh, Barrow, right? There were actually multiple people uh, at one point that That's were being true. outscored. 70s was, a lot, you know. No, yeah, get, I, mean, I, I can, yeah, <laughs> can can confirm. Three, do you have yeah. a player to give, or just or are you going to do a manager? Uh, I was going to give it to the Tennessee Titans offense because they're just hell yeah. me off. They've just been <laughs> so crappy of late. Well, they could be the glass bones award too. The, the whole <laughs> <Yeah>. offense. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean they could. That's great. But like Ryan Tannehill, like you can't be this bad man. You know, people people were trying to say you were the EPA god or whatever. The analytics loved him, but like Derrick Henry went out and he just like died. So that's you know, I know AJ Brown and Julio are out, but come on, bro, you got the running shit back. I mean, good, though, like that's what's weird, right? Like right, the Foreman running- and Hilliard both had over hundred yards. That they have a great. I mean, the offensive line is still somewhat stable. Like Luan outright, but it's still not disaster and that regard at least like run blocking but um with no skilled players i'm just like when he's throwing to a keen westbrook is that their best receiver now it's pretty tough uh yeah because i guess marcus johnson i think is hurt too uh <laughs> i don't know why like, like two weeks ago <laughs> i don't know why ferkser isn't more involved like i feel like he's super talented he was supposed to be like he was a, a fantasy sleeper quote unquote and he is nothing does that's nothing yeah, a tough situation though when you're down all your skill guys and Ryan yeah. Tannehill's not exactly ever been considered a playmaker, you know. Um, yeah, he can he's get the balls system, in the hands of guy. playmakers. That's <laughs> kind of his thing. But yeah, so I mean, that's you know, it's the NFL. It's 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 more complicated than just like why aren't they getting the ball to this guy? Like, you know. yeah. Now we move on to the Ruth Bader Ginsburg Award for the player that should have retired way earlier. We'll start with you, Nick. I had a couple, I think I'm going to go with Adrian Peterson just because why is he doing this to us? Like, why is he playing still, especially as a running back? I don't, I don't think he's can like function anymore. Normal. Like his head has to be just a concussion constantly. So I, I chose him more for a safety concern just for his well-being. I think he has nothing else better to do besides just hop teams. That's on its third or fourth string running back. So it just makes zero sense to me. Yeah, you stole mine because I was just like, I yeah. saw like he signed with the Seahawks. It's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are you Let the doing? Dream die. <laughs> yeah, that Curry? was uh, that was that was gonna be mine as well. Um, I had a second I, I mean, one for yeah. Curry though too. Huh? The Big Ben himself, the walking. Well, you know, king. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I. Look, he he until that Bengals game was like quietly playing very well. Well, he's 
he is still that's why I didn't choose him because he's actually still competent enough, like considering their backups. But they could have easily gotten a better quarterback than Big Ben, probably. But he's he doesn't like he looks terrible, and they you know people show the highlights of him like falling over while like trying to take you know a scramble like five yards. Yeah, you know, do anymore, or but. or like trying to pump fake and then releasing <laughs> the ball. Ball falls out of his hand again. <laughs> Like, we saw it at the beach house. There's so like, many clips. It's hard. It's hard to like you know just excuse it though. It's 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 insane. But he had. Like, I think he's he ruining his legacy at this point. Of, uh, he had like the longest active streak of of games with a touchdown pass and uh, the longest consecutive uh, or most consecutive attempts without a, uh, without an interception at one point. Like those lined up at one point this year. Which, That's weird because he was an interception was cool. beast last year, wasn't he? Yeah. He was just like throwing it, like chucking it, and just like and he just like quietly had like six games this year where it was like, hey, he's not screwing them over. Like he's not really doing anything. He obviously can't really throw the ball downfield. Um, but that's what sucks though. Is like Claypool yeah. could be. I, I just want. I'm waiting for Claypool to be like have a guy that can throw a deep ball because. I, I think I've seen multiple games where the ball's 10 yards or five yards short of him. And he's like, he's trying to stop to catch it. And he's like, clearly beat the guy easily. But I mean, he's, there's worse quarterbacks, unfortunately for our viewing pleasure. So that's why I didn't want to give it to him either. <laughs> but even when Ben's playing decently, it, it boy, does it look ugly. Yeah. I will, I will say that. That's like he, why he gets shit on so much. It just looks so bad. He always looks like he's straining so hard to make everything happen too. Yeah, and then most of the time, like it, it's not like it leads to anything great. <laughs> like he worked so hard just to get that pass attempt off that was like dropped over the middle. And you're like, okay. Well, then of um, course, just like the ball, just like falling out of his hand multiple times this year. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh it, yeah, not great. This is not not a not catching me on a, a Steelers high this week for sure. Oh. Well, just got to got to feel terrible for the Steelers fan base. Just one of the most struggle yeah, fan bases down, ever. You know? yeah. yeah, tortured the tortured Steelers fan base, famously tortured. I I I, uh, I think I said this to you after the Detroit game that that Mike I was like Mike Tomlin's going to finish eight eight and one just to keep that stupid freaking no losing season streak alive, um, which honestly would be impressive at this point considering the rest of their their uh, their schedule. But you know, oh well. Yeah, I think they'll I think they'll probably finish with it at least 500 record. Uh, and Curdy, of course, today went to Harry Potter World once again. And in honor of that, we're going to be handing out the Sirius Black Award for the player manager coach team that you were convinced sucked or was evil. But now you realize you actually love them. Curdy, we're going to start with you. Oh, man. Do I go with like a knee or I'm trying to decide here? Um, um. Um, um, that's how it is. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I got to, I got to give it to the Colts and, and a little bit of Carson Wentz love, you know? Uh, I just, I, I, you know, not that, not that he's great. He's not necessarily a serious black type, but, uh, I really, really did think that he sucked. Um, and, uh, and, and, and they haven't, you know, tough, uh, tough loss last week, but you know, the, I, the, I thought they sucked and they, they, they don't suck. So serious black. Nicholas, it's, it's your turn. Oh, I'm so excited to hear Nick's accent. Oh, God. Forgetting Terrence Marshall, <laughs> the worst 
fantasy manager in the league last year is now in first place. That wasn't bad, right? That, Nick, that have you ever heard a British person speak before? <laughs> I haven't impersonated many, no. Oh man, it, it wasn't it it wasn't bad, but it, it's definitely started off a little Scandinavian. I gotta say, <laughs> <laughs> forgetting Terrace Marshall. Marshall, that is that's Irish, man. You know, I do have Irish in my blood, actually. Now that you say it's, that, it's 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 poking out. Yeah, they don't say their, <laughs> they don't say their R's over there in in, in England. Forgetting Terrace Marshall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. Thank, thank God this content's only for us. <laughs> I'm going to personally have to give my nominee for the Serious Black Award to Cordero Patterson, who I thought was merely a flash in the pan for a lot of the season. But turns out he's just one of the best running backs in football. And he can turn around an entire offense in the Falcons whenever he wants. And I thought he might have been in the running for the Ruth Bader Ginsburg Award, you know, not too long ago. And now here he is. <laughs> and then we got to close off, close things out with the biggest week in league history award. And the winner is, that's right, it's this week. This week is the winner of the biggest week in league history award. Interlude music. Now we move to the main topic of the day, the Marino division, as as laid out before. It is a four-way tie at six and six. We got two weeks left. We have a whole lot of interdivisional matchups for the rest of the season. That So, you know, we have the two guys who are leading the division and are in best shape too. So, of course, why not talk about it here? Nick right now holds the head-to-head tiebreaker over Curtis and – because of that and because of his points advantage, you would imagine that he would win any tiebreaker if it did come to that. Curtis would most likely have the tiebreaker over everyone else. So let's start off with that matchup and preview that. Uh, it's a, a matchup where both teams are not remotely close to full strength due to injuries and also bye weeks this week. And, you know, as an aside, you know, week 13 for a bye, what the fuck are we doing? That's just completely ridiculous. Um, for Sam... Aaron Rodgers, Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt won't be in his lineup as they normally are. And Curtis will be down Devontae Adams and Debo Samuel for sure, and maybe Melvin Gordon as well. So, I mean, at this point, it's really just y'all limping to the finish. I mean, at this point, let's start off with you, Nick. You're the neutral party here. Which of these two teams do you think is more beat up right now? Like, do you... Do you have a hard time trusting either of them because they're so beat up? I mean, I think Sam is a little more beat up. I mean, he lost his best player, though, so it wasn't just a weekly thing. That's kind of just a season-long thing where he's kind of screwed a little bit. He has well, he has four pretty impact players out to Curtis's two, maybe three, right? R- right. Well, I mean, Curtis also lost. Well, Jack I mean, Henry, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. D- Debo is, you know, that was a while ago. Like I'm just looking like that's, you could have considered like Henry and McCaffrey as like a. What? Yeah. But based on the, like how the whole uh, Chubb hunt situation has been playing out recently, it's like, is either one of those guys as valuable as, as Debo has, you know, is at this point. I don't, I wouldn't think so. Um, yeah. 
it's, in the end. It's, Sam's quarterback, too, is just so bad. That, like, that's what decides it. For, like, I'm looking at the matchup, and without Aaron Rodgers playing Zach Wilson, just... Yeah, Sam's Rutel. been absolutely screwed by uh, <laughs> by injuries and, and whatnot this year. Um, but, you, you know, any, anything that, can so. happen. I mean, that's what's, that's why the matchup's insane, because you guys have both been screwed you know, your fair share. Probably yeah, I mean, he's down, people. you know, yeah, A.J. Brown. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just nasty. Um, yeah. All around. Zach Wilson, if you want to have a positive take on things, had his third highest scoring output of the season last week. The downside is that it was still just 11.1 <laughs> points, which is uh, not exactly what you want there. <laughs> He, if what if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play for Sam? Like it's, I think it's like definitely a loss at that. But I think it kind of decides it because he could either have thirty or if he doesn't play, he's really fucked. Yeah, well, I mean Deshaun Jackson seems to also be a twenty-five or one, <laughs> right? And yeah, if he has one deep ball, it's twenty-plus points. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. I think he kind of if you're in Sam's position with like the way his roster is for this week, I think that's uh, just kind of what you got to do. Uh, but I mean, Sam has like talked about it. He's been open about how he thought that week 13, he was going to have to even beyond the injuries, just because of the bye weeks, like Christian McCaffrey, even if he were healthy, weren't going to play this week because the Panthers are on bye. Uh, so Sam kind of planned this to be like a scheduled loss, you know, sort of like a back to back in the NBA or something like that. Um, yeah. The, 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 uh, the first uh, flex spot of uh Ramondra Stevenson against Tevin Coleman is, <laughs> is an all timer. <laughs> I you was thinking Hunter that Hunter Henry, you have Hunter, oh, and then, Hunter and then Henry. flex spot Hunter <laughs> Henry against Foster Moreau. You're the new bear of the league. What the hell? Oh man! Well, I had to rely on him so much, and then Logan Thomas is finally back. Um, so you know. <laughs> oh, Sam with Moreau. I I didn't even. Yeah, I, Moreau I heard Moreau. I'm like, Wait, what? Moreau? He's just going for yeah. the touchdown luck. He has like we've got out, yeah. You know? There's a, yeah. This is a, a deep week for both of us. I mean, Wall- Moreau's going to be good with Waller out, but I mean, it's still like to see like a tight end and flex. That's not like Mark Andrews or like George Kittle or Kittle or something. It's kind of <laughs> Hunter Henry and Foster. Moreau. That's where we're at. Um, yeah, that's, so, that's all I got. So let's stick on, uh, on young Curdy here because he, because next week he also faces off against Eric. I want to take a little quick time to talk about that. Uh, because Eric is also facing off against Nick this week. Uh, but you know, Eric's not just going to have a chance to play spoiler over the next two weeks for the, for the two of y'all to maybe spoil your chance at winning at the Marino division, but he scored enough points that he's within striking distance. If he wins out, if he wins these next two games, uh, at six and eight, you know, he could have, he could potentially score enough points to, to catch up to either me, Melfi Sam or Daniel in terms of the head to head, um, he would not be able to do that against. So he, I mean, he wouldn't be able to beat me or Daniel off that, but I think he might be able to get Sam off the, uh, yeah, they're not, they're not too far off. Okay. One second. Cause, uh, I, For the tiebreaker, I, he's, yeah, he's only like 40 points behind Sam. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Daniel, he's only, yeah. Well, Daniel is the head to head. Yeah. Oh, uh, gotcha. And ah, Daniel gotcha. and I have the head to head over or over Eric, but Sam split with Eric. So Eric, if he if he catches up to Sam, he would potentially be able to catch up to him to six and eight. And Sam, you know, has this week. Obviously, this is going to be a difficult week for him to win. And then 
Sam closes out against Daniels. So it wouldn't be, you know, which I think probably at both of the full strength would probably be like 50, 50. So wouldn't be crazy if Eric caught up to him uh, in that regard. Uh, but also, you know, Eric's facing off against Nick this week. And, you know, Nick, um, uh, sort of we're in a position right now where Nick's Nick's loss is my gain in the sense that two of Nick's top three running backs are likely going to be out this week with uh, DeAndre Swift definitely out and Daryl Henderson trending that way uh, with myself having Jamal Williams and Sony Michelle in handcuffs uh, to benefit off of that. Uh, so do y'all think that Nick is vulnerable to an upset here? Should Daryl Henderson also be out and he be without two of his top three running backs? No. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, what is like the top scoring running back this season? I believe so. so um, yeah, I'm looking at his backups now. I mean, if he has to, uh, it be I don't know. I, Nick's got enough firepower down, like up and down the lineup, where like he could, he could straight, you could straight up take out Henderson right now, and Nick is still favored to win. And Nick doesn't have a kicker in yet, and he would still be favored to win down two spots. So, yeah, I literally just put Amari Cooper in because he's playing tonight. So I don't have. I had to drop my my Robbie Gold man, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. I think Henderson, I think he's more, doesn't it seem like more favorable to play than not play? If the coach says he expects to play, he's going to gonna take it easy this week. But yeah, I mean, they're playing the Jag. So it's like, you know, he doesn't really need to play. He might even be a situation deals. where he's limited to which if he gets like a low, it depends what the game's like. But yeah, it's, I would have to, I'm saying it now, I'd ride Jonathan Taylor, Nakeem Himes running back one and two for my roster for the same team. So that would be interesting, but honestly, Heinz has, they're playing a bad team. Like he could get a lot of work if they blow him out, but if it's a close game, then I'm screwed kind of. Yeah. I mean, he had, he went off on Thursday night against the jets uh, the week that I think I faced you that week because yeah. I remember being pissed off that Jonathan Taylor was about to get off me. Uh, it was going to beat me single handedly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I hopefully that if it's a blowout and then Hines could play if assuming Henderson doesn't play, at least we'll see. Yeah. Um, and one player for Eric, uh, that, you know, notable player, Odell Beckham Jr. had his best performance of the season and really one of his best performances in the last few seasons. He had 22.6 points off of, you know, 10 targets, five catches for 81 yards and a touchdown had a long bomb uh, from Matthew Stafford and the underlying metrics support that it was a pretty good thing too. So how do y'all feel about OBJ the rest of the season and for next year after this performance, do you think that it's possible for him to be a wide receiver to the rest of the year? I would say uh, yes. I think just cause their, their offense has been, I don't know. It's been a little bit in trouble, obviously, and they're not going to be blowing teams out. So I think they're going to rely on passing the ball more than they want to. So I think he's going to get his targets. So if he gets his targets, he'll be, he'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much nailed it on that one. Like if, you know, if he's in a situation where 
he's working hard and uh, he's got good chemistry. You know, we'll see how it shakes out, but I think that's definitely a possibility. The team is concerning. Like the whole, like at the Rams, I don't think, I guess they're not that good. I, I don't know. I, I think they can still show up and beat most teams in the league. It's just, it's really been concerning the last month. So you can't really bank on them being good at this point, but it's again, they still have really good players. I don't, they're just like any point they can just bounce back and beat anyone. So they're a weird team to see what happens. Yeah. I, I mean, it, the, it's pretty concerning when they're saying that Stafford's got like these elbow and back injuries. Yeah. Uh, Cause those are two pretty back important pain. features, <laughs> two pretty important body parts for a quarterback in my personal opinion. <laughs> um, right. So it's, it's concerning. So I, you can't, I, I would say I, I don't trust them at all anymore. I'm pretty much out on them, but. They still have so many good players. You can't cross them off, but I'm out at this point. They're like one of the only teams where I could legitimately like see them missing the playoffs and also see them winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have such a, a high ceiling, but then they've stunk. So who knows? It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So. And their interior line is just a bunch of little tiny boys. Isn't there a uh, center that do with the boys. fat ass like 5'10 or something? <laughs> What's that guy's name, Reed? The, the center that's oh, got, uh, he has the biggest legs I've ever seen on on a line in my life. Who's this? Uh, Brian Allen? Yeah, I think it's Allen. <laughs> Next time you guys see him, take a look at that ass. I want to Google him now. It's all I'm gonna be able to look at now. <laughs> you can't look away once you see it, dude. This fucking thunder size. I'm picking my same game parlay um, right now for the Cowboys Saints. See what, see what this looks like. Cowboys minus six and a half. Brian Allen, but <laughs> reads are you gonna why well, it on your worst computer? Well, I googled the picture and I didn't see his butt at all. Yeah, I don't think he's popular enough to have like butt zoom ins. <laughs> this will be the jump start. You know, maybe the Vikings need to get this guy with a big ass because that way Kirk would never have any confusion as to who's the center. <laughs> Follow the I big just ass. typed in Brian Allen football and Googled pictures, and there's literally no backside pictures at all. That's what I'm saying. I just don't get it. For such you a fine though, fucking he, ass. He looks like he's like shorter, so he just is kind of like the, the stumpy lineman. Low center of gravity. Uh so what do you call it? Last couple of weeks, you uh what do you call it? Your wide receivers, Ayuk, Jalen Waddle, both come on. Um at this point, which of these two, because I want to get into uh I think you have I think Nick has one of the more interesting keeper situations. Um because to me, I, I mean Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he's a lock, right? You're you're definitely using one of your keepers on him, right? Yeah, I think he's the year uh the one-year keeper for sure. He's going to be potentially – and, and the situation he's in, too, is just so, like, promising. There's He's going like, – if I got him at – was it $41, right, or 45 yeah. or something? So 41 Like, getting a $70-plus – like, he's worth, you know, $70-plus for that price. He's got to gotta do because he's been the best player in fantasy this year, I, I think. So, got to do it. So, so you said you, you're planning on using the one year on them because um, the one year you get the 10% discount. So on the mercenary keeper, he would be $37, but 
Um, so you don't, are you, do you not think he's going to be worth $70 in two years as well? Because, you know, if it's 41, two straight years, he'd, it'd be, I mean, that's $30 savings minimum. If, if he's going to go for seven, doesn't it go? Oh, do you not have to keep them for five? I thought there was like, it's hard to pass up like Waddle, Willie, like Williams, I'm kind of out on too, I guess, but Waddle or someone else, like I guess Waddle, just Waddle at this point, or Mac Jones, honestly, for five years at their cheap price. That would be hard to pass up just because they're, you know, went for like three and four dollars, I think. So it's just like so cheap. But Taylor, do you have to lock in like the whole amount of the keeper? Or would it just be no, like, no, that's no, you okay. can, I mean, you can, you can do it in perpetuity. I mean, it doesn't stop after five years either. Uh, I just did five years because I, that's all I felt like doing. With all you, that. Yeah. You probably don't want to spend one of us will be dead by then anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, you could just do Jonathan Taylor for $41 for the next two years and then cut bait. Okay. Well, that yeah. makes it a little more, yeah. I would think about that more. It's, it's just, like I said, though, still, it's definitely, you know, it's tough to decide between five years of Waddle right now, I think would be more, I would consider that more than IU. Yeah, the man's in the middle of a playoff race, Reed. Stop <laughs> clogging his head up with all these future I'm thoughts. To pick my same game parlay right now. Fuck. No, yeah, uh, I I don't know what you, like what your opinion. Like I, you can in the four. I'll never trust any 49ers offensive player ever again. Like the IU oh. this season is like, it's ended ten years of my life. I think it's just 49ers offense is brutal. Don't want to ever be you, a part of it again. It's worse than Belichick like running back situation. Yeah, I, I would. I'm definitely out on that. I I guess like I should have put put that in a separate category because I meant like, would you do uh, Waddle or IU um, for? Uh, like the rest of the season, like, you know, let's say Antonio oh, Brown gotcha. is back for like the championship game or whatever, because that's that's the only game he'd be back. But like, let's say, you know, you have that situation where your your roster is at full go, where you have Diggs, Mike Williams, uh, Antonio Brown back or yeah, Diggs, Mike Williams and Amari Cooper in those spots. Then you have Taylor Swift Henderson. Uh, so you'd only have one spot for the flex too. are you going Ayuk or Jalen Waddle, do you think? Um, I, th- I think Jalen Waddle, he's been helped a lot by circumstance of being like the only decent wide receiver on the Dolphins, but I don't really have faith in Fuller ever. He might not even play football again for all I know. And then Parker, you know, he's kind of a more of a deep ball threat, not a possession receiver like Waddle. So I'm pretty high on Waddle thinking he'll be, he'll be really steady and above average the rest of his career. Yeah, he's a fast motherfucker. Um, yeah, he can do it both ways, which is nice because I think he's a perfect fit with Tua. Tua, so I, I, it seems like they're trying towards keeping Tua for a while at this point. So I think they're a good fit together as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's the thing with the, that's the thing with the keeper considerations, just because like, a, he's a great fit with Tua, but also. If it's not Tua, then it's going to be like Deshaun Watson or someone who is better than Tua. Then yeah. they're not going to replace him with someone worse, right? Um, Which, that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be a bad thing by any means. But fuck Deshaun no. Watson. Yeah, I mean Watson. It, 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 it the reporting around it seems like Watson like the deal is agreed to with Miami. They're just waiting for him to settle.
I, I think Russell Wilson has to be fucking. He keeps throwing the ball ten feet over people's head. That's like ten yards away. Did you notice that? Like, yeah, him passing to Everett in the flat was like there was like two or three times where it was like a eight yard pass that like sailed like way over his head. So I, I think he's like done this year. I think the Seahawks are just gonna be screwed. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm at the point where like. He, because I think he kind of has been trending down a little bit for the past year or two anyway before the injury. So like, people are still I mean, like high off of the first half of the season last year. I think. Yeah, I mean, the, because the beginning of last year was pretty fucking amazing, and like he is, he has consistently it was insane. been. I mean, it was like insane. Like he was like his yards like per completion were. He was just throwing bombs, but then it just ended so quickly, and they fucking lost to the Rams with their backup quarterback in the playoff. Oh. Wolford, yeah. Yeah, they lost to Wolford. <laughs> How do you lose a, a fucking home playoff game to John Wolford? I think Wolford looked better than Goff, though, I must say. Yeah, because Wolford's got some wheels. Because then Wolford got hurt within the first few possessions. I remember like he got like, knocked out. <laughs> and then yeah. Goff comes in with like a broken thumb. <laughs> that was that was like football at its finest. Yeah, that, that was such a classic Seahawks, like crappy rush performance where like he got he had that one amazing long touchdown to DK where he's like scrambling and just kind of like just chucks it and just flicks it or whatever, right down 40 yards. But then he does, does absolutely nothing the rest of the game. I think that I don't understand why they just don't throw deep balls. Like the last, like they, was, they had what, like six straight three and outs against the Washington football team's terrible pass defense. And they still ran the ball. Like, two out of the three times, multiple times. I'm not going to be like Warren Trump about it because he kind of pisses me off sometimes with his, you know, hating running the ball. But like you have right. no good running backs at that point. Like I, I'm a full, I'm full on board of like passing the ball constantly when you have Alex Collins as your best running back. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, I have to stop running Dallas. the ball. I like, I stashed DJ Dallas, but like, he is like really sad to watch. Like there were multiple times they tried to run him on third and one where like literally you just, you don't even have to make the guy miss just like get like half an inch extra yeah. on this play. And he can't do anything. Yeah. And Collins is like the guy he like runs hard, but doesn't go anywhere type of running back. I'm trying to think of I can compare him to, but he's like, looks like he's so strong and powerful. But he's like goes two yards every single attempt. <laughs> you yeah, know, he the, never like, breaks away. <laughs> Well, he's like, he's like the exact opposite of like, you know, like those really tall, like it's oftentimes it's like quarterbacks who like, you don't realize how fast they're going because like, they're just, they have really long legs. So it's like really long strides. That's cam all the time. Like cam doesn't look like he's fast sometimes. Like, well, especially I guess he's older now, but even back then it's prime. Like, it's like this guy yeah. is like, just like taking one step and if he's going 10 yards and you just can't tell from the TV. Yeah. And like Herbert Trevor's too, like Herbert that. now. Yeah. Herbert like that got that deceptive speed. And I feel like Dude, honestly, he was I feel flying like... in that game when uh who was it that uh oh, what game was Pittsburgh. that? Yeah, fucking Hayward just like punched him in the stomach and didn't get a fine for it. What was that? That was like a dirty believe... little thing. And I was like, we're just like everyone can see you do this, dude. Like you're doing it right in front of the ref. I know. It's like how do you not get a fine? Because people get fines now for the taunting things that are stupid. And he literally just punched him in the gut and yeah, didn't I mean... get anything from it it's stupid yeah and they like doubled down on like like Cassius Marsh or whatever like they fucking find him <laughs> <Cash>. like, 
Dude, Kurz was trying. I wish he was on this right now because he was trying to like defend the refs at that point. Like, who in the world are defending the refs in that game? That was that was up there. Like, that has to be top three, probably the worst ref performance of the season, which is a tough feat to do, honestly, with how many games it, suck from the refs. But that was it was bad. Not was not even at the Bears the, fan. It was horrible. Yeah, I mean, some of it just made it not fun to watch. I know. Um, I mean, it was stupid. Yeah, I mean, Raiders-Cowboys might have passed it, but it's Dude, damn Dude, I was – I'm glad it was Thanksgiving that, like, because I was – if it was just me watching it, like, by myself, I would have lost my mind because I was able to kind of go in and out of the game and, like, not pay full attention to it, you know? Yeah. So I was, like, invested in that. Like, Cousin Sal is, a, like, a Cowboys fan. Like, that kind of, like, ruins your season almost type of game. Yeah, to lose like that. I mean, I'd be pissed, too, if, if you're Cousin Sal, because, like, you have the mixed emotions of, like, A, it looks like maybe your team's not as good as you thought it was, and then, B, uh, you're getting fucked over in a game that you still probably should have won, even though your team didn't look that good. So you're just angry at a lot of shit. So I took Dak bounce back tonight, but what do you – do you think he's done or he's coming back? I think Dak's going to be fine. You know, I mean, they, I think that offense, I think we – I don't think that passing game is as cool as we think. Like Hellmore, I think, has some excellent run game designs. But the passing game, it feels like they're really relying on their receivers to win. So, like, when you take Amari and CeeDee Lamb out, yeah. I think it just really right. neutralizes everything. I do think Wilson's, like, legit good, though. Like, he's, you know. He's a solid slot guy. I mean, Yeah, he I can like, create space. I think Gallup is really overrated. Like I know, because all he can do is run down the field. He's like a he's like a less athletic Metcalf, and can't he can't run routes. It seems like he just catches deep balls, which is nice to have, but that doesn't mean like you're good, really. And I feel like whenever he does catch the deep balls, it's not because like he got a whole lot of separation. It's because like Dak put like the perfect location on it. Dude, that one drop that was a Russell Wilson pass, like dro- dropped like straight down in his hands, just like a basket. It's like yeah. went straight down. He didn't even do anything. He just like put his hands like it wasn't even he didn't even extend his arms. It was just like to his body. Yeah. So, so like, I, I agree with that. Yeah. So like there's gonna be someone, there's gonna be some team that overpays him a free agency next offseason. Probably the Jaguars. Like he's gonna be the <laughs> deep threat Trevor Lawrence needs. Oh, and then God. they'll be disappointing again next year. I'm like, why is Trevor not that good? It's like, well, maybe because none of his fucking receivers can ever get opened. Uh that might be part of it. Uh, so I just want to close things out. I guess just to uh, wrap things up to uh, so we can all get watching the game or whatever. Um, final. So like looking at the Marino division right now, uh, we'll take a look, quick look at overview for you and then overview of the division uh, for you. How important do you think it is for your title hopes to win the division? Do you think you need the buy to win the championship this year? Um. I don't think you need it. I think it. You just have favorable odds to to win your division, either way. Because like this season is such a shit show, as I said earlier, that anything can happen. It just increases your chances of winning having the buys. So it's definitely preferred just to not lose the first round, but you know, still having to have like get two wins after the buy is not going to be easy by any means. So. I think the winner will ultimately have the buy would be the the higher odds, but I 
I don't think it's going to decide it by any means. I, I'm going to be happy with the buy, but I'd prefer it. But again, I, it could be anyone that wins it that makes the playoffs, in my opinion. Would you consider yourself, once we get into the playoffs, would you consider yourself the favorite? Not with Swift out. I think I had the best team with Swift healthy, but with Swift out, I think Jack's probably the favorite now because he has good um, running back. You know, he has the what's it called? He has the people that come in. He has the handcuffs. He has the handcuffs. Yeah. So Madison though, I mean, he's been good because I had him earlier this year and gave it to Jack for some fab. He's been good this year, but I've talked with Sam a couple of times and Madison has some duds in meaningful games when he's playing a decent defense. So he's definitely not cooked, but it doesn't matter for, I guess, Jack at this point, because cook's supposed to come back like week 15, right? Yeah, I think something like that. Uh, I mean, it looks like I mean, it looks like both of us may have fucked up giving him because I sold him AJ Dillon for like twenty seven fab and like that's what mine was too actually. Because like Dillon is like even when Jones is healthy, Dillon's outscoring him most weeks now, and I just think like just based on eye test is better. I think he's better too, but maybe that could ultimately fuck Jack over in the playoffs where they're both playing and both get like twelve or fifteen or something when you need that guy to get like 30 plus, you know, so they could maybe cancel each other out, but one's going to go off. Like just like Sam's Chubb and hunt situation. Usually one person goes off to where it, it doesn't matter, but looking at as I think Joe Mixon's kind of the one that's increasing his, like making him the favorite at this point. Cause he was, he had his ups and downs, but now he looks like the guy that's going to get 20 plus carries and five catches every game. And just like a workhorse running back. Yeah. What, he's a running back one, but he's like top three probably in the in fantasy this year at this point. Yeah, I mean, Mixon has basically had 30-plus in five of his last six performances, which is pretty insane because I like, you know, midseason, I was looking at Mixon as maybe like high-end RB2. But now, if you had Mixon with you know, Madison or Cook and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I mean, I think that, I think that means he's got arguably three RB1s. Uh, yeah, his flex, his flex are a little suspect, I would say, but they can both get their own um, at any given yeah. time. With I mean, Claypool, I think I really like Claypool, like I said earlier, but he's just he's feast or famine. But Ben makes him pretty just okay. He's not going to really scare you. Jacoby, especially, has his first touchdown ever a couple of weeks ago, so it's just okay. But his like his main guys are just so good that he has to be the favorite. Yeah, the wide receivers. Yeah, the, the wide receivers and the flex would be the only thing that you want to poke holes. Uh, but so you said you thought like without Swift that he'd be the favorite. Let's say DeAndre Swift is back. I don't think y'all if you win if you win the Marino division, uh, then y'all wouldn't be able to face off until the championship matchup anyway. Um, so let's say DeAndre Swift is back by then. Would you think at that point you would consider yourself a favorite? Um, I think I'd probably be the points like Yahoo, like whatever, like matchup prediction favorite. I think it would be really pretty much even at that point, though. And a lot of these are toss-ups anyways, but I think, I, I mean, Jack's record shows it, obviously, but I think I've been, I've had some bad luck as far as not winning some games or matches I should have and, I don't know, some some shitty performances from studs, but I think I we both have the two best teams, so. If we play each other, it would be it would be a close match. But again, if someone else gets hot or some something happens where 
someone gets hurt on any team, it's going to change completely. So I'm not comfortable saying that, you know, I would win the match, but if we play each other, it'd be, I think uh, Yahoo would have it at like, guess who's guess the line anyways, me by like five points or something close like that. Yeah. I think it'd probably be like 229 to 224 or something like that. The projections. Yeah. Uh, And to your point about like you being a little more unlucky, uh, if you look at Jack's points against uh, 2052.44, if we put that, if, if that were a point scored, that would be the ninth most in the, that'd be, sorry, that'd be the 10th most in the league that only Taylor has scored fewer than uh, the total points scored against Jack. Whereas if we took your points against, which is the most in the league, 2351.9, actually, if we ranked it, it would be Jack has the most points, then you and Curtis, and then points scored against you would be the fourth most in the league. Yeah. Uh, so that's just, that's yeah. pretty extreme. Um, so at this point, I mean, I think that, I think it's pretty safe to say, I would say, I think, you are probably in the best position to win the Marino because you have Eric and Melfi coming up um, <laughs> just, you know, schedule wise compared to uh, I mean, Curtis, I think Curtis has a decent shot against Sam this week because he has a nice time facing Sam, but Curtis being as banged up as he is uh, and Sam and Daniel facing off against each other week 14. So there's, they literally that one of them can only get to seven wins or whatever. So, I think you're in pretty good shape, especially because of the tiebreakers. I think it's a good, yeah, I'm in a good spot. Still, I could ease, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if I lost this week somehow, even though I I don't think I will, but it could happen. And then I think there's going to be probably, my guess would be like three teams tied. I, I mean, definitely going to be a tiebreaker between two teams to get into the playoffs, regardless who it is. So. I think that I have that tiebreaker just to win one of two is the reason why I'm comfortable. But for some like Daniel, you and Sam, I think it's going to be a crap shoot. Like you gotta, you gotta rely on the points total or your division record to be, you know, get that tiebreaker win. So we'll yeah, see what well, happens in that regard. Cause that's going to be kind of crazy. I think coming down the stretch. Yeah. Well, you know, Daniel faces off against me this week and the next week he faces off against Sam. So this is the only, I would say you and, Daniel is probably the, like, honestly, we didn't even talk about that. It's probably the most important matchup this week, really. Two even, even record teams and decides a lot for whoever wins this one to make you feel a lot more comfortable going into the final week. Yeah. I would say the reason why I would lean towards Curtis and Sam slightly over Daniel and I is just because both uh, Curtis and Sam could still win the division. Whereas, like, yeah. I have no chance. And Daniel has, uh, Daniel's, and by far the most difficult position to try and get a tiebreaker over anyone. He would, yeah. like, he would most likely just have to win out and be eight and six, and you and Curtis both be seven and uh, seven and seven. Yeah, I think Sam just thinks he's going to lose this like match, so he does. I feel like he probably thinks it's um, yours more than his because he thinks it's just an already assumed loss. But honestly, it's I don't think it is. It's 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 a hilarious matchup because it's there's so many injuries and tight ends in the flex that that will be that'll be hilarious to see right because i like we're at the point where like with if melvin gordon's out at that point curtis is beat up enough where sam sam could maybe upset him because you know like you said with deshaun jackson maybe he gives you one point but maybe he does catch a bomb for a touchdown maybe he catches a couple bombs 
Gronk has been dominant since he's been back. I mean, I thought he looked incredible against Indianapolis. Um, you know, Heineken, Heineken's looked good, I thought, mostly. Cordero's good. Maybe yeah, Tyreek has a, a quiet game. You're saying there's a chance. So, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think, I mean, Deshaun looks, he starts, he's looking comfortable in that offense. So I'm playing Derek Carr myself. So I'm kind of rooting for Deshaun to be good, honestly, or uh, he's at least be out there and run, run deep routes for, for him too. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Deshaun gets a touchdown that game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be either. Because like you said, I mean, Washington's past defense has not been that good. I don't know. I'm uh, playing – if I'm playing Derek Carr, though, it's kind of bad luck because I'm the worst quarterback to chooser of all time. I know. It's uh, – anytime you bench a QB, too, that's the week he's going off. It's a fucking lock. It's like uh, – <laughs> Jimmy G is – because I have Ayuk, too, so Jimmy G is going to have, like, two bombs to Ayuk somehow. Well, yeah, I have not. It's – uh. You're like SpongeBob with the uh, with that candy bar. Every time you reach in to try and grab it, the fucking bus pulls up to go to the bus stop. Yep. Uh, okay, so we agree you're going to make the playoffs. How many? Which teams do you think will make the playoffs out of the Marino? Because I think you know, and I would say right now, I think it's fair to say uh, the Unitas is at least going to get two with Jack, and I think Barra is going to get one of the one of the other spots too. So with six teams, the maximum for the Marino is four teams could make it. I, I think it's going to be three and three. I'd probably take, I think I'd take your team over theirs, honestly. It's like my power rankings with those three between you, Sam, and Daniel. So I, I think you'll make it. And then um, if I had to say the last team in, I think I'm going to go Daniel over Sam just from injuries. I'm just – Sam is going to lose this week too, like very high chance, I guess. So he'll have to win his last – so he just has kind of worse odds to make it of all three of you. It's still going yeah. to be like, you know, 33% to 50% to like 60 It's It's – they're all like close, obviously. I just think with his injuries and losing this week most likely, um, he has the – you know, the worst odds going in. Yeah. Um, well, and what's, I mean, what's really going to be crucial is like, it's not even necessarily does Sam win this week. It's can it, it's Sam at minimum avoid a full on like Taylor 94 point performance kind mm -hmm. of disaster because like, I mean, the point scored could ultimately be the tiebreaker in all of this. And like, I mean, it's, I mean, if you look at it, it's really jumbled up between me, Daniel and Sam and, and Eric to a lesser extent too, was kind of up in there too. And points score that like, it doesn't matter with your division record for tiebreaker, right. For the, getting into the playoffs, it's only for a division winner. Um, the, it, the tiebreakers are for the division. It's head to head division record. And then points scored as the final one. If that's, if that comes down to that. Um, so if it's like Sam and Daniel, it's going to, because since Sam, like that's true too, though, now that I say that he has a division record versus Daniel, right? So he would, well, cause it's going to come down. It's going to come down to that last, do they play the last week? Him and Daniel? Yeah, they do. They do. Right. So right. That's it, what, so it's going to come down to that last week for them, honestly. Yeah. Which will be sweet. We have something yeah. to look forward to. I mean, 
if I lose this week too, I mean, I'm playing Melfi. So a lot of games or a lot of matches will matter. So, but I think Daniel and Sam next week looking forward will be insanely crucial. Yeah. Well, actually shit. Actually the point scored, if it's Sam against Daniel, I don't, it may not matter actually because uh, what do you call it? Because Daniel ended up playing one more divisional game than Sam did because Sam's cross division ri- rival is cross division. So, because right, I'm looking at it right now. Um, I thought Sam's rival was, oh, you're saying so it's out of division, his rival. So, yeah, because Sam, because right now Sam has played uh, six total division games. Oh, wait, no, it'll be even out. Never mind. Never mind. It'll be even. Out. I was going to say that kind of like would shaft Sam, I feel like, somewhat if it like came down to just a vision, he played less games or something. But I was going to, but actually, but I was going to say if, um, if Sam loses this week, um, if Sam and Daniel both lose, then they'll, then they'll both be three and four in the division entering next week. Or actually, it doesn't even matter what happens with Daniel this week, but Sam will be three and four, and so would Daniel. So that would literally just be a play-in game because the winner would be four and four, and the loser would be three and five. And then if if you would – but so, yeah, if it, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you beat Daniel, like, your guys' match matters a lot for that last uh, team to get in so your it, match this week because if you beat him, like, you're – you know, you're good. Right. So, t- yeah. I mean, if you get to seven wins, you feel pretty good. I think yeah, that's what we were saying. It's going to be a seven and seven tiebreaker situation more than likely, but there's still a chance for, like we said, Eric, <laughs> Eric beats me this week. Then it can change a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you know, we still have an opportunity if Jack wants to, to like, just take all of the starters out and let Melfi <laughs> win this week. If he does that, then I'll, It'll be my last dance too with Sam. Damn. Well, I, don't th- <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's any incentive to do that because Jack probably wants to get the high score of the week prize. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Freaking Melfi won that last week, huh? Yeah, Shout out to did. Melfi. You fucking high score, it. man. He did it. Team's not too bad right now, except we play next week and I was already looking forward. I have Jonathan Taylor and Waddle on by. He has Harris oh. and Sanders on by, so it's going to be a shit show if it matters then. Hopefully it won't. Oh, and Kasiki's on by too. Yeah, and I wouldn't have Places. a running back base. I would have hopefully oh. – like what if, you know, like what if I have no running back? It would be – Holy disaster. shit. I mean, if Henderson – I think Henderson, if he even if he misses this week, I think he'd probably be he, back I by think, that yeah, game. he's like 90 or 80, 90%. Or, I think 90 plus percent to play next week, but I think he's even like more favorable to play this week. If you admit, I think it's a weekly thing, but there's always, you never know. You never know with these injuries. Right. And McVay is not the most, he's not the most uh, forthright coach in terms of like player status. There's worse for sure. He's not like, yeah, he's not as bad as some, but he's, you know, he still, he has like somewhat of a, a questionable factor when it comes to who he says, like he says he expects Henderson to play. It would not be a shock that Henderson doesn't play still. Yeah. Cause like he, he didn't practice both times this week. So like, I don't know. Cause also, I, think, I mean, I feel like, I feel like they're, they're going to rest him because they need him for the game against Arizona too. 
Like yeah, that's, they, it's just they like need they need a the they need a win though, don't they? That's like why I keep thinking he's gonna play. Like they they can't like they have to play their best players to win at this point. They're not like coasting by any means, right? Right, but it's Jacksonville at home. <laughs> if there's any game you could rest them in, it would have to be Jacksonville at home. I think it's, they'd only be rested if they were locks to make the playoff. Though of football, I think they they don't like to rest players when their team is just like 500, or whatever they are. Yeah. Man, man, that's gonna be fucking insane if you if you somehow lose this week and you need and you need a win next week and you can't you have no running backs to play against Melfi. Yeah, and I was Holy saying though, shit. like if I even without Taylor and I think I'd still be a favorite if I have Henderson and no running back to play, and just like it would be this week without Henderson. Yeah. Um, but I would need one running back to make it like make me feel fine, you know, for sure. Yeah, I think definitely. Um, we go Jeff Wilson, man. Maybe Elijah Mitchell gets hurt this week. You never know. Yeah, or maybe uh, Shanahan just decides to play Wilson anyway because he's a fucko. <laughs> um, I think he's. A, I think Elijah Mitchell's legit, or at least he is for this one season, and then he's not going to play again ever again yeah. next season. Right. I. That's the thing is that like he I, he looks. I agree. He looks good. Like he's fast, motherfucker. He looks a lot like Mostert, but. I am not getting back on that carousel. Weird. <laughs> We're done. Fuck Shanahan. Um, yeah. All right. So I guess we'll wrap this up. Anything you want to say to the people? Floor is yours uh, before we go. Um, I just want to apologize for the viewers that uh, Judge Judy had to leave us because he said he had to go fuck his wife or she would have been really pissed at him. So. You can bring it up in the chat. Let him know we missed him, but he had more important things to do. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame that his wife is just so painfully horny that she's bringing down the production of our podcast. I know. It literally ruined this last 15 minutes or whatever it's been just because she needed to get laid. What the fuck, Judge Judy? We're trying to make podcasts here for 10 people. I know, but like... You know, the thing is, too, I would have to do so many ed- so much editing, too, because, like, the part of the pod when he was on, just, it was just constantly in the background. His wife was just screaming, Curdy, I need your cock right now. Yeah, we heard it. The audience heard it. Well, yeah. good luck, Curtis. I hope you're still going. I hope you took your blue pill today and you're still having a good time tonight. All right. Thank you, Nikki boy, for hopping on the pod. Thank you to Viagra Curtis. Peace out. Fuck cats purr.